Next on BYU Sports Nation, concluding BYU football fall camp. Will game preparation for Arizona begin with a starting quarterback announced or not? Athletic Director Tom Homo discusses potential BYU basketball sanctions, the Utah football series, and $2.5 million in nutrition? That's some expensive food. We'll make you experts on all six of the BYU quarterbacks, plus we're all access with wide receivers coach Fessy Satake and running back Lopini Katoa. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, August 23rd, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who will test the capacity of the decibel meter in your ears, Jerem Jordan. I'm not a big screamer, but my five-year-old daughter sometimes squeals really loud, and I'm like, is the glass going to break in my house? (laughs) (laughs) And I let it go, you know, one or two times, and then like the third time I go, hey, could you just be a just turn down just a little bit. Okay, okay. The calm approach, even amidst the shrills? I I lied. Generally, it's the first time. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first quarter. It's not the fourth quarter. Well, I've got a reason for you to... uh... To rise and shout, Jaron. Let's let's scream a little bit, shall we? Hit it! Countdown to the Wildcats. Nine days away. Nine. No, we're down days. to single digits, people. We're down single to digits. single digits. Yeah. A week from Saturday, BYU will play a real football game, not against their teammates, but against an actual team, and it counts. It counts for the record. You got one shot. One opportunity. Thank hey, you for pro- picking up on that. Programming note, tomorrow is our official BYU football season preview. Kalani Satake will join us. Hopefully BYU has starting starting quarterback figured out, and we can discuss that. You're burying the uh, lead. Yeah, and our official season predictions, including go. the record and other things. Because that worked out super yeah, nicely last year. Was last great. Year. We nailed 4-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. We nailed mm-hmm. no bowl game. We nailed negative TD interception ratio. Surprisingly, we actually did get a few right. Notably, I said Squally Canada would, oh, be, the le- would be the leading rusher. It's and like, it's I, like I was within like 10 yards. Oh, that was actually good for me. You're like, why'd you say actually? Why'd <laughs> well, you quantify the well, compliment? Well, in a 4-9 and nine season... <laughs> It's, no, I mean, when people say actually, it's like, yeah. why are you quantifying the compliment? Okay. We got God. some right because we expect it to? Question mark? Expect to be right every time except when I'm not. Let's rise and shout again. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football will wrap up fall camp today with a third and final scrimmage in the month of August. Game preparation for Arizona will begin in a way simultaneously. At least that's the timeline given to us from Kalani Satake and the BYU football coaching staff. Will BYU have a starting quarterback in place with the Arizona preparation beginning? You better believe that is the clear number one question waiting to be answered. You go where you want with this loaded question, Jerem, but what does BYU need to figure out by the end of today? I think they need to figure out who the starting quarterback is. Has to be today. It's the final scrimmage of fall camp. Arizona prep, you turn to that. Who is it? Who's the guy? Now, I was told that yesterday Zach Wilson had the better day, and clearly, than Tanner Mangum. If that's the case today, 
I think that if this, if fall camp is a mile run, this is the last 100 meters, right? Yesterday and today and this week. And if Zach Wilson wins the last two days, you might have to go with, the, with Zach Wilson. I say might have to. I don't mean it like, ah, fine. I mean like, okay, it's become clear. And you and I have screamed from this Rammy Umptum that whoever the starter is, if it's Zach Wilson, he needs to be head and shoulders better than Tanner Mangum. Otherwise, you go with Tanner. But if Zach Wilson has yesterday's practice today, he could be the starting quarterback, man. I think there are other questions to answer, but I don't know that they can be answered in fall camp or a single scrimmage. I think games uh, reveal what BYU is in terms of depth, what uh, what cornerbacks emerge as the guys. Is Skyler Southam a real point scorer for BYU in, in the high 40s, low 50s? Those are my questions that probably need to be answered later. I don't have a ton of other questions other than the starting quarterback, frankly. Well, understandably... It's the highest profile position of any football team. Of any sport, frankly. Exactly. You can't pinpoint a quarterback, per se, on the basketball floor. Some people say, well, it's the point guard. No. Well, a forward can play the point. Exactly. See LeBron James. See Ben Simmons, the rookie of the year for the next 10 years. It's the alpha of the football team, of the highest profile sport in the United States of America. So, yeah, everybody wants to know who the starting quarterback is going to be. I agree with you. Just just do it. Make Nike. it happen. Nike. Make it happen today after the scrimmage. What what could the coaches possibly see as they begin Arizona preparation and turn their attention to the Wildcats that they haven't seen in the previous three weeks that would, okay, that's the one thing we've been looking for. Now we're going to name a quarterback. They know enough. Nothing sudden. It's just the they, resolve of, okay, we know now. Okay, They know okay. enough. We know. We know. They know enough. In fact, they said, we're really, really close. Those are the words of Aaron Roderick, okay? BYU's really close. What do they need to see today? And if Zach Wilson is head and shoulders above, good on him. Good on him to, in a way, dethrone a two-year starter who was a senior in Tanner Mangum. That's all credit to Zach Wilson for being an absolute gamer. If that happens. If that happens. But I'm with you in the final 100 yards that – you set up metaphorically meters. 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 How far ahead does Zach Wilson have to be? Does he have to win uh, yeah, going I away? I don't know. But I think by the end of the day that BYU knows. And they may even announce internally. Yeah, they, I, think, I think today BYU is going to figure it out. Unfortunately, they haven't already. I, I don't think the public will know. Yeah, I don't think we know. Because today's the last media availability until Monday when there's a press conference. Okay. And may, maybe on Monday, maybe when the depth chart is released, maybe just then it'll we probably might, say or we I know, unfortunately, because, uh, again, if you've held like it this or. long, if you've held it this long, why, why not? Why not be like, yeah, let's just hold on to it, especially if they're going to start Zach Wilson. Competitive advantage. Yesterday, oh. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo made his annual Education Week address where a few very interesting comments came out. Homo answered nearly 30 questions in a 55 minute session yesterday. Homo discussed the Nick Emery nine-game suspension and added a new wrinkle to the conversation. Quote, everything that has been known has been reported, Homo said, but there's another part of it that comes up sometime in September, October. There's another part that has to do with not the individual athlete, but the rest of the program. We will find out then, and we will be able to discuss that in October. End quote. What is your reaction to the news, Spencer, that further potential NCAA sanctions against BYU hoops could drop later in the year? It's obviously unfortunate, but I'm hopeful it's a light penalty, so much so that maybe we never even hear about all of the nitty-gritty details publicly. If this isn't... The NCAA will announce it, though. Like, they'll, they, they could say something. 
They could, but will they? They don't have to. If it's not big enough, yeah. they don't have to come out and make like this you're, you're right. formal official statement. You're right. You remember Sockgate with BYU football? We never, Where did that go? We never heard what happened. Where did that go? But the Nick Emery thing was that was pretty public. So I'd be shocked if they didn't announce it. And and so what? And what do we think is light? Right? Like, what kind of outcome could result from this? Would it be as far as scholarships, wins, banned from the postseason? See, just, it, BYU does not have a conference title to take away. They don't even have an NCAA tournament bid under. Nick Emery the last couple years to take away. Maybe a so few what would less, be taken away? A few less recruiting days or recruiting trips. You can't, take or, a, you can't play in a, a multi-team event somewhere. I, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So for me, that would qualify as a lighter penalty. Nick Emery got nine games. Nine, to me, Nine games is a lot. That's almost a third an, of the season. For an individual. No, that's a quarter. Yeah, they play 36 games when all is said and done. Well, right? 31 of the regular season. Okay. No, to me, nine games – doesn't seem like, for how long that investigation went on, for how much is in there, nine games, to me, does not seem like a lot. It's like, okay, all right. So the program, if an individual is getting nine games, I can't imagine that the program would be suffering something greater than what Nick is taking on individually. It's tough to know. The NCAA, they hold the trump card, right? And they sometimes they shock us. Like, we think, oh, this won't be a big deal. And that'll definitely be a big deal. And then it turns out the opposite. Yeah, and then sometimes Ohio State suspends Urban Meyer three games. And it's like, what? This issue is way bigger than, like, signing autographs and, and getting tattoos in three or four games for players in the past. So it's hard to know, right? Ohio State obviously was internal. That wasn't the NCAA. I, I'm, I, I was a little bit surprised. Like, oh, there's going to be a team element to this? Why wasn't this mentioned when the Knicks stuff came out? And Because I think it's not going to be that big of a deal. I think that's why it wasn't mentioned. Mm. I don't think Tom, Tom wanted to address... To, he chose to bring it up, though. Yeah, well, because he's getting closer to October, right? So he thought, well, maybe this is the forum to do that. But if it was going to be so... If it was going to be so lightly treated, I don't know why I'd bring it up at all. I just wouldn't bring it up. So perhaps well, it's something. He's, I don't know. he's getting ahead. I don't know. Maybe he set it up so people are like, oh, no, what's coming? And then when it does happen, it's like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no. This is the home of the over... Played announcement, Spencer. What are you talking about? <laughs> Huge announcement coming in October. Hopefully not. Oh, We learned that the University of Utah, under direction of new athletic director Mark Harlan, wants to take the future of the BYU-Utah rivalry football game two years at a time. I know what some of you are thinking. Oh, no. Here we go again. Shut up, Daryl. <laughs> Hashtag shut up, Daryl. Jerem, do you think the BYU-Utah rivalry will ever like 2014, take a hiatus again. Really hard to say, but I hope not. I didn't like not playing Utah in 2014. And then in 2015, they weren't supposed to play, but then the Las Vegas Bowl hooked that up, and that was a memorable second, third, and fourth quarter. Utah's going two years at a time, so who knows? Uh, who knows? Because if, they, if, if the landscape of college football changes and Utah doesn't want to play, like, BYU doesn't have a choice, right? Uh, new AD Mark Harlan is an outsider to the rivalry, so we'll see how he feels about it in the context of Pac-12 scheduling. I hope not. Obviously, from the BYU perspective, you want to play every year. It's Utah. There's the history there. It's also a Power 5 opponent. It's also a game in the state. There's just so much history there. I want that tradition. I love the BYU-Utah game. When I moved to Utah as a kid, I went to the game in 95, and then minus my mission... I went to every single game, was there, 96, 98, 2000, 02, on the road, like, 
all the way up until like 2011, until I started you know, producing and had to be here instead of at the game per se. So this means a lot to me. This game is really something I look forward to every year. Do you think the new athletic director at Utah wants that heat? No way. I just don't see any way that this rivalry series takes another hiatus based on what we saw happen in 2014 and then throw in the basketball element. Like, it, there's no way. If I'm Mark Harlan, I'm thinking, no. Play BYU. It matters to the people in the state. It matters. It's bigger than just, well. Bigger than you. I'd you ra- being yeah. anybody. I, my opinion is we don't need to play the game. It's bigger than any one individual. It's bigger than any boardroom. Okay, the rivalry has so much history and means so much to the fan bases who are the ones that drive the finances that you don't want to take this away. You don't want to take it away. Why? If I could give him one bit of advice, it's like, hey, the number one thing you can do as a new athletic director at Utah is not uh, rile up the fan bases by taking away something that should be played every year. If I'm Utah, I'm going right now. If I'm Utah, I go, well, that's a win. So why not? What do they have to lose right now? What do they have to lose right now? Maybe they want to crank up their schedule for the college football playoff or something. I have no idea. They need to win the Pac-12 South first. If they do that, go to the Pac-12 championship game, and then we can talk about, well, BYU's bringing us down a little bit. Yeah, BYU's not bringing us down. They haven't won the Pac-12 South If anything, it's bringing you up because Utah's won seven in a row, but hopefully that changes soon. There were a bunch of other comments from Tom Homo at Education Week. What else jumped out to you? I'm just happy that he said there won't be any expansion until TV deals are renegotiated. Thank you. The athletic director has spoken on the matter. We don't ever have to buy into any of this Big 12 expansion hype until the TV deals come closer. Thank you, Tom Homo, for doing that so that we can quiet the likes of Jason Shepard. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> In terms of BYU to the Big 12. It's nothing's going to happen until we get closer to 2024 when all of the big money contracts and TV deals are up for renegotiating. And maybe that happens a year before because they're planning ahead and they're looking ahead. Yes. It it wouldn't be enacted until after the deal. But I don't think anything significant will happen or the conversation becomes really relevant until at least 2022 or 2023. We're four or five years away from this thing. They could expand now if they wanted. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't, it wouldn't occur, yes. Why, why do that, though? Why well, without even, penalty. They could do it now, but they'd be in breach of country. Why, ex- yeah. why even go into that? So yeah. thank you, Tom Homo, for telling us that expansion is not going to happen until the TV deals are renegotiated. That one jumped off the page to me. What about you? Uh, Tom Homo mentioned that compared to three years ago, BYU Athletics is spending $2.5 million more than they used to on nutrition. On nutrition? That's incredible. I know Tanner Mangum, it's been documented. We've mentioned it. He's lost 20 to 25 pounds since then. They'll cook a bunch of food for these guys, and then they can take it home and use it. So they're eating better. yogurt parfait, man. Hey, I want in on that, man. That's a lot of dough. Uh, To which uh, I responded on Twitter to that saying, what? At DHBLDS responded to my tweet saying, relax, everybody. That adds up to the exact same amount of typical large... LDS family spends annually at Costco or Sam's Club. No big deal. <laughs> I think he meant Church of Jesus Christ of Letters. Yeah. Uh, also, that streaming, eventually we'll just watch games streaming. Perhaps. It's still a destination to watch on my TV, but you can watch through the app or whatever. If you want to connect with social media, you have to watch on a linear product. 
because you're physically going to use your phone in that case. So I think games on TV, live games, are still the only reality television that people have to sit down and watch live. I, I think that TV is here for a while still. It's if you're out and about, is, that's when you're it watching. It is tribal. You want to watch it with people, too. You all want to be together and gather around a TV if it's yeah. a big game. If I'm and gone experience in a way, it together. I'll use a mobile device. But if I'm at home, I'm watching my TV. Yeah. Also, yeah, shout out to uh, Costco and Sam's Club from your tweet, man. I'm a Costco guy. The only place that you can Brand. go and spend over $1,000 and go home with four things. Yeah, why did I get a two-pack of televisions? <laughs> like, how did that happen? How much did you spend at Costco today? I don't know, like 700 bucks. What'd you get? Mm, some toilet paper. Some vitamins. Uh, vitamins. But and, we have vitamins for the next 10 years. And a prescription. <laughs> I love Costco. I can be there all day. If there's an apocalypse, I'm going to Costco, dude. That's where I'm going. Question of the day. We want you to add to our conversation we were just having. What was your biggest takeaway from the Tom Holmo comments during his BYU Education Week seminar. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Blue Goggles 1 in on Twitter. So you're telling me there's a chance. Harry from Dumb and Dumber. A chance, uh, a chance what? for what? Power 5 expansion or <laughs> nutrition 2.5 million bucks? I'm guessing it's Power 5 expansion, but... That's a reach. That's yeah, a big reach. Yeah, that's, we're just way out of context there. I have no idea. At OPC underscore Killa. He said there's a possibility for a Power 5 invite in 2023. No, oh, that's when there could be expansion. Not BYU invited. <laughs> Let's talk sure. about it ad nauseum for the next three months. <laughs> no, we're into the season. It's no. over. Yeah, we're talking about Tom, games. We're talking about it, games. Baby. He ended it, baby. It's over. You can I'm tired t- of talking about practice. I want to talk about games. Push pause for five years on the Power 5 expansion talk. No, we're not doing that. Coming up, saving the best for last, our final position previous to quarterbacks. Why this group is unique in BYU history in more than one way. If one fall camp interview is good, two are better. Wide receivers coach Fessy Satake and freshman running back Lopini Katoa sound off all access. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The season debut of BYU football with Kalani Satake is next Tuesday at 8 Eastern. Head coach Kalani Satake, a player and an assistant coach, sit down with Greg Rubel, watch and listen on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. And as of 20 minutes ago, the seat link is open for Tuesday's show. Sign up on BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show to reserve your seat. Tuesday, we're shooting the show at a unique time, 1.30 Mountain Time. Every other show will be live throughout the season at 6 Mountain Time, 80s. Listen, 100 bucks a pop is a deal, okay? It's free. <laughs> it's free. Come hang, in the come hang out with, with us. the coach, man. Absolutely. Yeah, the proximity is awesome. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you missed the show live, how dare you? Or you can download the podcast, watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYUSN wherever you want. Jerem, uh, I said to you when I came into the studio, I actually appreciate your style today. Well, we're wearing a very similar shirt. It's, it's one of the new polos this season. It looks like a rugby shirt. It looks like a rugby polo, but it is sideline gear from the BYU store. Yeah. And you got the white and gray version. Yeah, you can go to the BYU store and get this, BYUstore.com. Get the latest BYU gear, including this polo. Yeah, the brand new Nike edition 
of pretty much everything is out. Wipe the drool off your face after listening to that, right? And another warning. You will spend a lot of money if you go to the BYUstore.com or the BYU Store. Yeah. But it's all for great gear. Okay. Uh, We are all access now, two-on-one. And we are two-on-one, excuse me, one-on-one with two different guys. Let me get that right. From BYU football fall camp, beginning with the wide receivers coach, Fessy Satake, checking in with him again. One of those position groups that we have a lot of questions about. And we start the interview with this question. What are you most excited about the game at Arizona when it comes to your group of wide receivers? Just to see the results of their hard work. You know, they put in so much, you put in so much work off the field for, you know, 60 minutes every game. And you want to be specific, even that, it's probably about 20 minutes, you know, in terms of, of phasing out the game that these guys get to be on the field and really, really showcase all, all the work they've been putting in. And so I'm just excited to, for them to be able to face another opponent, um, to be able to just play hard and, and, and let the season happen. And I know they're anxious, so it's going to be a fun thing to watch. And there's still the, the quarterback battle going on. Does it matter to you guys who's playing quarterback? It No, it doesn't. Normally, I think un, un, um, under certain cir- circumstances it would, but these guys have known that this battle is going to come down to the very end. And instead of guessing guessing and waiting and wishing and whatever it may be, I told we made it a point to, to – master your craft with both quarterbacks so that whoever it ends up being there's this, there's that level of comfort that it doesn't matter and the good thing is if if anything happens where that quarterback goes down they're just as comfortable with the next one and it's the same it's the same analogy i use i mean i'd rather have that situation than just one clear-cut quarterback and then he goes down now the morale of the team is 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 up in the air and you know people are wondering what's going to happen so i love our situation with the quarterback just as i do with the receiving group that whoever it is it's going to be the guy that deserves it and the next guy is going to be just as ready to go and there was a nice connection today from Zach to Dax Millen. He's a guy I want to ask you about. He's a guy you recruited. He's a walk-on, but we've been seeing a lot of him in fall camp. What does he bring to the team? Dax is – he constantly plays with a chip on his shoulder, no matter what. He's hungry. Um, he's what BYU's always had in the history of BYU football. You have these re- guys that specifically at the receiver position, even tight end, you think about Chad Lewis and some of those guys who have walked on, who, have, who had opportunities other places, but they want to be here, and they, and they show it in the way they play and the way they work and can carry themselves. And Dax is just another one of those examples of a guy who just comes to work every day. He's grateful to be here, and he works really hard. Another one of those freshmen is Gunnar Romney, and he's he's been injured, so we haven't seen a lot of him, but there was a lot of hype about him him coming in how much should we expect to see from him well a lot of it just kind of depends on how he responds to the reps that he's going to get as he's healthy and we've we've slowly been breaking him in we don't want to throw it all on him and and risk injury again but in the little flashes he's gone in and teams team reps and stuff he's done an individual drill he showcases what we all saw in recruiting him and so for him it's just a matter of when he can get healthy and when he does how how he responds to you know the the stuff we put on his plate there's been a couple practices where we've seen your guys and just the offense as a whole, doing a lot of up-downs. Does that emphasis on holding guys accountable come from Grimes or the offensive staff as a whole? It's all of us together as a whole. Every practice, Grimes will will hold the whole offense accountable. And within those, uh, the the same uh, accountability factor, I bring the receivers aside. If we did... 20 up-downs because of the receivers as a full team, I have them and come do another 20 just to just to hit the message home that there's certain things we can't afford. And if guys are, they're, if they're giving full effort and they're making mistakes at full speed, I can live with that. We just got to uh, hold them accountable and, and make sure that mistakes can't happen um, uh, as far as things we fully control. 
And with that being said, tomorrow's your last scrimmage before you start game prep. What is one thing you want to see your guys improve in in this last scrimmage? I just want to see them all play with the same poison control that they play in any regular practice. And and sometimes these guys put so much pressure on themselves for a scrimmage. Um, and you you can't simulate a game day feel. I get that. But I also want these guys to just you know just 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 to play free. Also have those butterflies. They're healthy, but to not put all the pressure on themselves that's unnecessary. So I just want to see them go out and have fun and just realize that the the game is almost a week away. All right, Coach, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. All right, Lauren McLean, one-on-one with Fessy Satake, the wide receivers coach. And, Jeremy, at the end of that interview, you just asked me, as we were watching a highlight of Akile Davis, What's he going to do this season? Yeah, I, he's he looks like a power five receiver. I hope Akile Davis is one of the kind of surprise guys because he hasn't done much on the field, but he's looked pretty good in practice. Had a, had a nice catch uh, yesterday from Zach Wilson in the end zone. Yeah, I'd love to see a bunch of guys catch a bunch of different footballs this year. Why yeah. not? I'd, I'd, ra- I'd rather have like three guys that you know. I I want some stars to emerge. Okay. More than I want balance, but I'd rather have stars show up. Star balance. Is that what we're going for? That's the thing. Okay. Lauren McLean, great job with Bessie Satake, but her work is not done. She's one-on-one with Lopini. Don't call me Zach Katoa. (laughs) As she continues our all-access coverage from BYU Football Fall Camp. All right, so we came to know you as Zach Katoa, and now you're Lopini Katoa, which you just told me is your middle name. What was behind that switch? Honestly... They just kept on asking me if <laughs> I was okay with Zach, and I was like, you know what, you can change it. Because I, f- I feel like they, I don't know, so I kind of had like a little identity crisis and had to <laughs> come to find myself, uh, yeah, I don't know, just hoping you know. You found yourself now, yeah, though. I found myself. What does your family call you? They call me Lopini, but they abbreviate it, call me Beanie. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I've always So can we call you Beanie? You can if you want to be family (laughs) (laughs) we do want to be family here at BYUT we definitely do so you were turning some heads at spring ball and when you were on the the scout team as well you were getting a lot of buzz how confident are you in your performance so far in fall camp um I feel I feel good I mean it's good like I have a lot to learn but overall I just I feel good there's good things I can take from from this experience and then a lot to work on every day so I'm glad we still have a little more time before Arizona as I talked about, you're a guy that a lot of people have been talking about, and yet you haven't played an actual game yet. Do you feel kind of that pressure to perform? Yeah, I mean, I I think I would be surprised if anybody didn't feel that. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, a lot of uncertainty going into the first game, but I just got to trust trust in, the you know, the work that I've put in and trust in the guys around me and feel confident going into to, into the first game. You haven't played an actual game, but you have taken some live reps in scrimmage. What's it like going against the first-team defense and, and getting hit by them? I mean, definitely a lot faster than, you know, my like what I've played in high school, obviously. Um, but, you know, you get up to speed fast, and, and the, our defense is really tough, and so I'm grateful that we get to go against them. So I get to have, you know, have a good feel for what it's like to play against, like, the best of the best. When you think of going against Arizona in just a little over a week, what's going through your mind? I'm really excited. I feel like for the longest time I was really nervous, but I think I've gained a lot of confidence from fall camp, and I feel really good about our offense and what we're doing, and I'm just really excited to see us finally put it to the test. Go to work. It seems like Kalani has been pleased with what the running backs have been doing so far. What makes you excited when you think of the running back core as a whole? I just feel comfortable going into the running back room. Like I feel, I feel like we're all close, 
and I feel like, you know, for all, if we're, if somebody's having a bad day, you, you know, nobody's going to shun, shun you or even if you're having a good day, nobody's going to be envious of you. Like, I feel like we're always rallying around each other, learning from each other, and it's just a good feeling every time coming to work every day. That's awesome. You've had a few more friends to that core recently. You had a Bo Hodge, Matt Hadley. What talents do those guys bring to the core? I think they, they're really natural at playing, um, running back. Um, they, I think one of my favorite things about them is that they're really experienced. They've been doing this for a while. They have a lot of leadership that they bring to our group, even though they're just joining. Um, but just their presence is really felt because of their, just their character. You're, you're the young guy of the squad right now. Is there a guy that you look up to the most in the running backs? Um, I guess I, look, I, I see different things in different guys. Um, Squally's definitely you know, the most experienced back there, and so I learned a lot from him. Um, but I do, I do learn from, like I said, like from everybody, uh, especially the, the older guys. It seems like the coaches are really holding you guys accountable. On average, how many up-downs would you say you guys have done <laughs> during fall camp? Okay, we try to keep it <laughs> as minimal as possible, but uh, some days we get away with just, you know, just doing a couple. Um, our goal is just to have none, and so I love how they keep us accountable um, with something, even though it sucks after practice you're tired, but that's a good reminder that you know, if you don't perform well, then there's going to be punishment. It's the same on Saturdays. You know, there's going to be punishment if we, if we make mistakes, and so it's good to prepare us for that. If there's one thing you want to improve in before you head into this first game, what is it? I think just trusting myself and just going full speed. Uh, I think I'm, I hesitate sometimes on my cuts, but just trusting myself and going for it. All right, Peeney, thanks so much for the time, man. Thank you. It's good to be here. Our thanks to Lauren McLean for going one-on-one with Fessy Satake and most recently freshman running back in redshirt form, Lopini Katoa. We'll call him Lopini because we're not technically family, so we won't shorten it further. Wait, we're not? <laughs> not yet. It's going to take a little while longer, I think. He's a freshman. We have four full years with him. Yes. Coming up, Brenna Chase of the basketball team joins us live from Austria on a game day. And we preview all six of the BYU quarterbacks. So I wonder what the biggest question mark surrounding that position is mm. right now. This is BYU Sports Nation, people. Mm. Listen to the women's soccer team play at Texas A&M tomorrow with coverage beginning at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. The Cougars have played two games, both in overtime, 1-0-1. Good luck to BYU tomorrow against the Aggies. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, national simulcasts on BYU TV. We're on demand, BYUSN.com, anytime, anywhere. And without further ado, here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Just nine days away from BYU taking on the Arizona Wildcats in Tucson, Arizona. I looked last night, the weather... The high is a projected 102. Kickoff temperature should be somewhere in the low 90s. It's going to be hot. Wow. And there still hasn't been an announcement about who the BYU starting quarterback will be in that game against the Wildcats. Perhaps it will come today. What do you think, Aaron Roderick? We're really close. Yeah, really close. I, I mean, I'm just about there. Um, and Grime, Coach Grimes and Kalani and I will decide soon. We're, we're, we're close. 
I believe they could be by the end of the day, whether they announce it or not. We will see. BYU football's final fall camp scrimmage is today. Media availability is at 3 Eastern. Watch live post-scrimmage interviews and a recap on Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports. Kalani Sitake says not only will today be the final scrimmage, but today also marks the beginning of prep for Arizona. I think we'll, we'll go, get into some Arizona stuff early, um, uh, probably introduce them a little bit more Thursday morning and then do our scrimmage and, and be later that afternoon. Join us tomorrow as well for a BYU football season preview show, including our conversation with Kalani Sitake and our official season predictions. In a question and answer session during BYU Education Week, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo answered questions about how to improve the horrible parking during this week. I kid. Ah! I kid. He said the NCAA is still looking into the basketball program at BYU. To quote Homo, there is another part of it that comes up sometime in September or October. There's another part that has to do with not the individual athlete, Nick Emery, but the rest of the program. We'll find that out then, and we'll be able to discuss that in October, end quote. And receiver Jonah Treneman has an undisclosed injury and was placed on injured reserve by the New York Jets after clearing waivers. Unless he reaches an injury settlement with the team, he'll remain on IR throughout the season. There are six BYU quarterbacks currently wearing the green jersey. Why do they opt for green, I wonder? Is that it like pops. a... Okay. And they don't want to wear red. No orange or orange is too close to red, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And the color spectrum. They've been going with green for a long time. Six different guys wearing the green jersey through BYU football fall camp, and we would like for you to know a little bit more about all of them. Join us in becoming experts, won't you? Jerem, who's the man in charge of the BYU quarterbacks? Aaron Roderick is the quarterback's coach. Okay, uh, The best player. Tanner Mangum or Zach Wilson, we don't know which one is the best. And will we see an or on the depth chart when it's released on Monday? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> who the starter is. Get some ore and some brick and some hay, and you can build man, some things. Oh, what, what is that, Settlers of Catan? Yeah, that's But right. who's the newcomer to watch, Jerem? Uh, Zach Wilson, okay. definitely. Uh-huh. True freshman, okay, enrolled early from Corner Canyon, 5 MVP in the state of Utah. And Jaron Hall, returned missionary, son of Kalen. Uh, Jaron was a tremendous player at Maple Mountain, good baseball player as well, really good athlete, competing for the third spot right now. Okay, along with Mr. Joe Joe Critchlow. Yeah. The two deep. <laughs> the two deep, more like the six deep. <laughs> is Tanner Mangum or Zach Wilson. And as you mentioned, the competition happening for the third string spot between Joe Critchlow and Jaron Hall. Personally, I think it's Joe Critchlow's, and you just need to give Jaron Hall some time. Uh, we'll... He's going to compete next year, absolutely, with what he's doing and probably already. going to redshirt this year. Yeah. Like, I don't see him yes. playing in more than four games. No, no way. No way. Now, what about the guys behind those four? Because there are two more. There is Stacey Connor, who I think is like 6'9". <laughs> he's actually like 6'5". Okay. And Baylor Romney, the brother of BYU freshman wide receiver Gunnar Romney. Yeah, he's a walk-on quarterback, and uh, there's your tie-in. So, BYU has those six quarterbacks. Bo Hodge is still listed as a quarterback, by the way, online. I don't believe he's a quarterback. Well, I think he'll be a situational quarterback, but he's a running perhaps, back. Perhaps, perhaps. He's a running back. Uh, stat note, BYU had a negative six uh, TD interception ratio last year. I don't know the last time that that's happened. So I, I expect this group to be much better. Duh. Last year was abysmal. I expect this group to be way, way better. And I think because they're healthy and because they've developed more. Last year, BYU admitted that it didn't really have the third string ready. I would think that Joe Critchlow would be ready to play Absolutely. right now. He started three right games now. last year. Z- he, 
but he the, should be ready. But the same with Jaron Hall. Like, I think that Jaron Hall, if they needed him, would be ready. He's not ready in terms of reps with the ones, but I mean, like, dude, did you see what happened last year? Oh, you didn't? You were on your mission? Okay, we need you ready, ready. just in case. Yes. Now, what's an interesting note on this group? They are young, okay? Mangum's a senior, but Wilson is a freshman. Critchlow, if the new redshirt rules would have been enacted, would have been, he would have redshirted last year, but he is a uh, sophomore, okay? Jaron Hall is a true freshman. And then Stacey Connor and Bailey, Baylor Romney are freshmen as well. I believe that it's likely that one of these guys leaves after this year because there's just too many young guys, okay? So the Joe Critchlow-Jaron Hall competition is an interesting one because if one of those guys really wants to play, they might be the third string next year too if they're the fourth string this year. So I think their battle for third is a big deal. Yeah, I've got some people asking me, Hey, what do you think about the quarterback battle next season? And I'm like, hey, I just want BYU <laughs> to name a starting quarterback whoa, whoa. this season. We don't even know the starting quarterback this season. Oh, hey, do you like your house now? What about the house, not the next one, but the one after that? What do you think? <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Okay, some human interest stories. To my knowledge, BYU's never had an African-American quarterback on there the roster. Two. And there are two. There are I think two. this is fantastic. Jaron Hall and Stacey Connor. And in the words of Ed Lamb, he goes, what did he, what did he say? Oh, Stacey Connor's black? Oh, come on, Ed. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- on, I think it's awesome. Baylor Romney is Gunnar Romney's older brother. Jaron Hall is the brother of K.J. Hall. By the way, where is K.J. Hall and Kavik Fonua? These running back. Where are they? I hope K.J. Hall is getting better. I thought K.J. Hall would be a guy that would be in the mix. Um, had a knee injury. And then significant one yeah. at that. Okay, son of Kalen Hall, former running back here. And then, of course, Zach Wilson's dad, Michael, played at Utah in 93 and 94 as a defensive end. So, Zach Wilson, the, f- the son of a Ute. Now he's a Cougar. It's a great story. Did his dad beat BYU both years? Those were both the 34-31 or games, right? The field goal year in Provo? Right. I think so. Yeah, I, that is what I I've tried to put it. those out of my mind, even though they're <laughs> like a long time ago, uh, 25 years ago. What's yeah. the second biggest question in this group? Besides who's the starter? Yes. I, I think... To me, it's who, uh, who the th- well, how long the leash is for the oh. starter. I think that's the second biggest question. How long is that leash? Like, is it, is it within the game? Are we going to see both quarterbacks against Arizona potentially? Well, and here's the thing. If, if there's if ineptitude. If BYU starts Zach Wilson against Arizona, you have to be more patient with him because he's a true freshman. Yes, if you go with him, the leash is longer than it would yes. be with Tanner. Yes. Absolutely. Which is an interesting dynamic. But again, credit to Zach Wilson for making this a debate this late into camp. And by the way, 93, for him. 93 and 94, yes. Both 34, 31. Years. Great. Lavelle Edwards hates those commercials <laughs> with Ron McBride. Michael Wilson. 34, Wilson 31. What's your pin number, sir? 34, 31. Ugh. Coming up, what asset does BYU football have that makes them like the Golden State Warriors, according to SB Nation? And next, BYU Sports Nation brings some European flair. Uh, how's uh, your knowledge of the Czech Republic in Prague, Jerem? Not good. Perhaps Brenna Chase can elaborate on that as we go all access with BYU women's basketball on their European trip. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. An all-new BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano is dropping today. Join Kiki as she checks in on Cougars in the NFL on a unique watch list. Check it out on 
BYU TV Sports Facebook, IGTV, and YouTube accounts for the latest in Cougar Sports with a social media twist. Technically, isn't BYU Sports Nation happening right now? Well, it's sports, BYU Sports Nation right now, right now. Oh, okay. right. It all makes sense. Well, we are BYU Sports Nation right now, right now. And she <laughs> yeah, no, Sports yeah. You, right now. you clarified. Right now, later. You've, you've never been more clear about anything in your entire life. Not, I totally understand. That's not true. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation right now, right now. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation always open on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you want to converse with us. Currently, BYU women's basketball is touring Europe. The Czech Republic in Prague. They've already played a game. In fact, right now they are playing a game. Mm-hmm. Earlier this morning, Jerem Jordan had the luxury of talking with one of the stars of this team and thing, somebody we expect big things from, Brenna Chase. All right, Brenna, uh, I guess update us on where you are in Europe right now. Um, we are here in Vienna, Austria. That is awesome. What's, uh, what's Austria like today? It's very hot, and there's some really cool architecture, and that's, it's like we went to the Opera House, that was really cool, and we saw the St. Stephen's Cathedral this morning, and that was really, really cool, so. Oh, that's incredible. It's wonderful. You were in the Czech Republic, uh, I believe, yesterday, you played a game, you won, but so far, how's the experience been in Europe with your team? It's been so fun, it's been a great opportunity to really get to know each other, and especially with um, a whole bunch of new freshmen and our transfer or not transfer I guess graduate changing sports it's been really cool to get to know all of them a lot better on this trip and really get to bond over new experiences together this trip would be awesome no matter what because you're going to Europe on BYU's dime but what does this do yeah. for you and the team in terms of what uh, chemistry in the preseason I think it helps tremendously, especially with team chemistry, as you said, like being able to play together, first of all, instead of waiting seven months or six months or whatever it is, and playing in the summer is really nice, and kind of getting everybody acclimated to how the team works and what our system does is really nice. We're talking to junior guard Brenna Chase on BYU Sports Nation. Where are you actually right now? I am in the hotel. Are you in the (laughs) lobby with everyone else hanging out? Yeah. Yep. It sounds like they're having a good time. Is that the case? They are, yeah. Here, they're here. all excited. We're getting ready for the game. Here, oh, you play, you play today? Yeah, we play in about an hour. Oh, in about an hour. Wow. So we're getting uh, pregame yeah. coverage here right on BYU Sports Station. Yes. I, wa- I want you to do me a favor. <laughs> this probably isn't what you'd normally say, but I want you to do it. I want you to turn around and say, hey, guys, can you be quiet? I'm on BYU Sports Nation right now. <laughs> I don't know. Should I? Yes. Hey, guys, can you be quiet? I'm on BYU Sports Nation right now. <laughs> hey, there. There you go. I think it's a little quieter. Yeah, that's great. It worked, yeah. Yeah, it worked. That's great. <laughs> um, what What is playing on a European uh, court like? Because the, the ball's just a little different. The gyms are just a little different, right? Oh, it was really different. The three-point line is a little bit further back, and then the paint is a lot bigger. So it was interesting adjusting to that and kind of shooting-wise, and the basketball is really slick. But other than that, it's pretty much the same. You know, basketball will do basketball wherever you go. What's Jeff Judkins like on a road trip like this? Juddy's loving it. He's eating it up. He's having a great time. Him and Mary Kay are 
enjoying the tours, and I can really tell he's having a good time. Now, yesterday, someone uh, put out on social media that you guys took like a five-hour trip, I imagine from the Czech Republic to Austria. And uh, on that trip, you had some time to kill, right? So karaoke broke out or something? Tell me about that. Yeah, um, Daddy started with trivia and then decided that he wanted to call the freshmen up and do karaoke. I was pretty tired, so I kind of just slept through most of it. But <laughs> some people have some voices that are very tough to sleep through. <laughs> so you didn't participate in karaoke, but what would be your song if you did? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, probably, let's see. I, re- I really don't know. You'll have to get back to me on that one. Uh, no, no Cassie Broadhead on this team, so there's like 20 shots available. Do you want to take like all 20 of those? Um, it's tempting, but I'd rather, I'd much rather have the team kind of split those up because everybody needs to score in order for our team to be successful. You're a junior now. That was a veteran answer. I'm really proud of you. That's fantastic. Uh, who, in, including yourself, because you're a returning starter and now an upperclassman, who are some of the leaders on this team as this team kind of transforms into a, a new group? Yeah, um, some of the leaders on the team are like Jasmine Moody, who's a senior, and then Chile Salmon, obviously. She's a junior with me and myself. And Kayla Hanks and Kate Taito, so us upperclassmen, have kind of tried to step into those leadership roles and help these new kids out and try to help them learn the system and all that jazz. Was there anything in uh, Austria that you have to do before you leave, or have you done it already? Well, we, I think we've done it already. We went and we saw um, a symphony. We saw Mozart music played last wow. night at a – yeah, it was really cool. Opera house. Are you going to an, another country or a couple other countries? Yeah, so after this we head over to Lake Bled, and then I think we go to Slovenia – and then to Italy, and we see Rome and Venice. So I'm really excited for that. This is an awesome trip. I'm kind of sad I didn't get the invite, but uh, you know what? In four years, maybe we'll make it happen. Well, Brenna, good luck on the game today. Uh, We'll be watching and paying attention uh, to the box score there, and uh, enjoy Europe. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you very much. Have a good one. Brenna Chase doing work in Europe on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Hey, guys, be quiet. I'm on BYU Sports Nation. She was so uncomfortable yelling that out to her teammates, but it got quiet again. <laughs> and then it got loud again. No, they're excited. They're playing a game. They're playing as we speak. So good luck to the ladies. And they go to Italy, dude, and Slovenia. That's awesome. Yeah, what outstanding. A trip. You start in Prague. What a trip. And now you're in Austria. But they're missing not knowing who the starting quarterback is. I mean, well, they don't have to. Ton. They don't have to, Jaron, because they can stream this show worldwide. That's right, baby. Coming up, who is the highest graded returning player for BYU? We'll tell you in the whip. And what did Jerem Jordan's favorite AAA player of all time do for the Tacoma Rainiers last night? Mm, yes. This is BYU Sports Nation. Something significant because we're mentioning him. I know that. Shout out to today's guests, Fessy Satake. Lopini Katoa and Brenna Chase. Loaded show today. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Tomorrow on BYU Sports Station, it's our official season preview. We'll talk with Kalani Sitake. We'll make predictions. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. The Cougars hold the final fall camp scrimmage today. Watch post-practice interviews and a recap at 3 Eastern on Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports.
Athletics News. Yesterday, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homel told an Education Week class that there could be NCAA sanctions brought against the BYU basketball program coming later this year, probably September, October, stemming from the Nick Emery investigation. Cougars in the NFL. Receiver Jonah Treneman has an undisclosed injury and was placed on the injured reserve by the New York Jets after clearing waivers. Cross country. The men's team is the coach's pick to win the West Coast Conference for a fourth straight season. Five BYU runners selected to the all-WCC preseason team. Soccer. The men's team released its 2018-19 schedule today. The blue and white game is scheduled for September 8th. Season opener against Utah on September 14th. Cougars in the minors. Are you listening, Jerem? I always am. In Triple A for the Tacoma Rainiers, Adam Law went two for four with two runs batted in and an eleven to one win over the Reno Aces. Happy to report to report no skunks on the premises. Yeah, that's good. And the roster expands soon in Major League Baseball, so I hope that Adam gets his first call up to the Mariners. That'd be fantastic. He's had a great season, mm-hmm. great year in Double A and Triple A. Today's rise and shout. <laughs> Goes to who? Brenna Chase for joining us all the way from Vienna, Austria, and for telling her teammates to be quiet. Because the heels are alive. Yeah. Yes. All right. Brenna Chase, BYU Women's Basketball. I like it. And in case you missed it, this is kind of interesting. SB Nation went about putting together college football's version of the Golden State Warriors, but taking the best in college football and combining it into one team. And BYU made the list, Jerem. Why? Because BYU is better than the rest of the country at the backdrop of the Wasatch Mountains at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That is true. That is absolutely true. (laughs) Maybe we should give the rise and shout to the backdrop. We give the rise and shout to Y Mountain, which BYU actually owns now as of last year. Our question of the day. What was your biggest takeaway from the Tom Holmo comments from BYU Education Week at Chaplain Schumann? Said, biggest takeaway? Just win, baby. It will make going to church easier. <laughs> Hashtag shut up, Daryl. Hashtag shut up, Daryl. Right. Our elite voice of the day from at CL underscore living. Going to church on Sunday after a loss is not easy, especially if brother Daryl, a.k.a. diehard youth fan, is in your ward. I'm so happy that this has caught on. Thank you, BYU Sports Station. Brother Darryl. Quiet, Daryl. The conversation, shut up, Daryl. The conversation, <laughs> conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. <laughs> Instagram and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand at BYUSN.com. Hey, seven in a row. It's coming, man. It might not be. It's coming. Hey, Daryl, who's your starting quarterback? Go Utes. <laughs> Find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Jake Heaps, nine days away. Jake!